Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I will be your host. And in this episode, we're going to talk to you about how you can deal with theme parks when they're at their busiest. Joined at the table by our panel of experts, consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hi, everybody. And back in our production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. Hi, guys. Welcome hi. To, hi. hi, welcome to the show. Hi, John. <laughs> Good to see you. Good to see you, too. <laughs> All right, so it is no secret that the Orlando theme parks are insanely busy this yes. summer. Um, I understand that there's concerns about hotel occupancy and things like that, but the physical theme parks themselves seem to be the busiest I've ever seen them. Uh, one of the reasons for this is... Um, Avatar, the world of Pandora, has opened at Disney's Animal Kingdom and has created a huge amount of interest and a huge amount of crowds. Um, reports of five hours to get on the ride, um, the, the most popular ride out there. Um, reports of people waiting to get into that land itself. So just to get into the land, they're having to wait to get in. So crazy, crazy busy, combined with the fact that it's probably one of the busiest summers I can remember. And Combined with construction. With construction. And also, it's not just Disney. Uh, Universal is nuts as well, and we'll talk about that as well. So how do you deal with these huge crowds and the huge waiting in line and the huge how much of your time is being eaten up by this sort of massive humanity? So that's what we wanted to talk about. And Tracy, you had talked about being here recently um, during our 20th anniversary of the Diz, you stayed at the Caribbean Beach. And, of course, going to Pandora was mm-hmm. high on your list. So what did you guys do about that? What did you think about that? Uh, I was not prepared for Pandora and what it did to the park capacity. Because I kind of didn't care about it too much. I've, I've never seen the movie, so I had no interest there. I did kind of think with the people involved, you know, Joe Rohde and, and James Cameron, it was going to be amazing to see but i wasn't expecting it like it only makes me imagine when star wars happens like if yeah. this is pandora imagine star wars, star wars is gonna be a game yeah changer exactly be, kind of makes nuts. you think that this is what all the construction is for so that it all kind of comes together the perfect storm that they've got more infrastructure in for when more that happens more yeah. transportation more and- transportation and stuff like that um but anyway i first of all we had known about the opening and the trip booked more than the 60 days out. So on the 60 days, we were on our fast passes and we had gotten our fast passes for the two attractions. The problem is what we didn't know until they were released was that they were tiered. So they've tiered the, fa- so you cannot get both Pandora attractions in the same day. So that was, so that automatically made us have to have two animal kingdom days because mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure we, experience them both and we wanted to experience them both with a fast pass so you didn't see any value in fast passing one and then lining another one i never see value in getting in line (laughs) (laughs) you are spurled i am i like i will avoid it at all costs i mean i'm just to the point now where i i'm lucky i've been to the parks a lot i will continue to go to the parks a lot so if something's more than 20 minutes, I'm probably out. Like, I, I don't know the details, but I saw a tweet from Pete yesterday, yesterday or the day before, where he was at Pirates and the Fast Pass line and the standby line were the exact same line. Yeah, and I think that happens sometimes when there's been an outage. 
you know, if the ride's down for a bit and then all these fast pass times, you know, Back it starts up. to accumulate and it backs up. So our strategy for Pandora was two fast passes, two days. So in that case, having the ability to have a park hopper was a huge advantage because to me, Animal Kingdom is not a two full day park. So, you know, the fact that, and we really wanted to see it at night. So my, like at night, it was a totally different experience and it was amazing. So, you know, with all the lights happening in the, in the walkways and all the things that are happening in the trees. So we wanted to be there in the morning and we want to be there at night. It meant a park hopper for us. Did you use um, the super extra magic hours they had? I didn't because that's very late. <laughs> now <laughs> I'm in bed before. That. Right. It, like it didn't start till 11 o'clock. And my understanding was on some of those nights, I know the week that we were there, um, shortly after 11, it was already at capacity. They were turning people away. <laughs> like there were so many. So the morning that we used our flight of passage fast pass, um, because we'd had that, for the first morning the next night we had the river journey fast pass um we it was kind of confusing because it was very busy but we basically walked right on we enjoyed the attraction i enjoyed the attraction immensely i think it is the best attraction i have seen in a really really long time i don't know if i've ever seen anything as amazing as this attraction it is immersive it is smooth as a person of size, I was concerned. There were a lot of stories about fitting and, and the ride and the attract. I can tell you, I fit. Um, I didn't have a lot of breathing room. Um, I Not breathing room because I was comfortable. I don't want to imply that. But I there wasn't a lot more room. Like I feel like I was maybe two cheeseburgers away from not fitting. <laughs> Um, Good thing you're eating that tent. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I would say it was. A, it's a lot more about body shape than it is about weight or things like that. So just my kind of two cents on that on that whole thing. Um, but we were able to do it, and it was fantastic. Now we have another trip in August, and on the 60th day, being the bad travel agent that I am, didn't do my fast passes first thing in the morning. Went to do them in the afternoon. It was already gone. Yeah. Couldn't get them. So, you know, do your fast passes. So that's one strategy. But I will say, um, after we get off the attraction, I noticed there's a really big line going all the way to Africa. And I found the cast member at the end. And I said, this is for flights. This is the standby line for flights of passage. And he said, yes. I said, what's my weight if I got in line right now? And he said, we anticipate about four hours. Crazy. I, I don't believe that. I don't believe there's anything that could have been at the end of that four hours to make me wait for that attraction for four hours. Really? Um, oh, for that attraction. Yeah, it was I, for that I attraction. I could make a list of other things, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it was... So you really, I think, have to strategize. I don't think there's any signs of this ending soon. Um, so if you are, if the two attractions in Animal Kingdom are your thing, think about whether or not, in this case, I think a park hopper makes sense for a multitude of other reasons that I've talked about on other shows. But I know having the ability to do this park in the morning one day and in the evening another day worked out really, really well for us. Because you're not going to stay there all day. You just can't. No, you just can't. And that, I find that park, it's hotter yeah. and more humid than the other parks. I've talked about Nick. Nicholas before. Nicholas is actually my cousin, my cousin's son. He's so he's my second cousin, but all of his life he's called me Uncle Kevin. So I just tell people he's my nephew. He was here and he found that during a thunderstorm mm-hmm. that he got in line and waited an hour and 15 minutes to get on flight of passage. So yeah, that was sort of what the whole idea was. He was here and he doesn't live and breathe Disney, but he loves it when he's here. So when he got here, I said, have you heard about uh, Pandora and the new ride. He goes, I've seen some commercials. Is it good? 
I said, this, I'm understanding it's the best Disney ride ever and you got to ride it. So he tried to get fast passes when he was here. Couldn't. Nothing available at all. So the week he was here, it rained every day. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, he had a raincoat and he's 21. Right, exactly. So standing out in a thunderstorm, maybe it had been a little romantic. You know what I mean? It wasn't, when you're 21 and you have a raincoat, I guess it's okay. When you're my age, so we gave him the advice. We said, if you're in Animal Kingdom and it is pouring, go there. Yes. Because people will leave. Yeah. And sure enough, he got in line. And what he said was, I, he timed it for us because I said, I want to know how long you're going to be in line. Hour and 15 minutes. He said, but it did not feel like an hour and 15 minutes. He said, every time I turn the queue, there was something else that was cool to look at. Right. Something else that was fascinating to look at. He also said the people in line were all ooing and eyeing, so everybody was talking. He mm-hmm. said it made it go very fast. Yeah. I think that's good advice overall as well. I know the week we were there, it rained a lot as well. And we just kept going. This that time in the last time in the parks for us, Chris and I just put on our rain ponchos and away we went. We haven't done that in a long time. We spent more time in the parks than I can't remember that we've done in the past. And it was the same thing. You know, you see like droves, it's pouring rain. There's droves of people coming out and we were going in. So my advice to you would be, if you're here, especially in the summer, rain showers are going to happen. Yeah. And they're going to be heavy. If it's raining, stay, stay, suck it up, like throw on your poncho or not. You know, just go and, and he go said, it was the only way he it. got in. Yeah. And he said, for the most part, the queue is covered. Right. The only point, he said, maybe the first five or ten minutes I was out in the rain. But he also knew this was his chance. Yeah. It was the shortest line he had seen and he had tried several times. Mm-hmm. So this was his way in. And he said, I'm just, as you said, I'm going to suck it up. So short of not having fast pass, he couldn't get fast passes in advance. Correct. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a rainstorm. What else can you do in this area? You can wait. You can get there first thing in the morning. I say this all the time. The parks are at their best at opening. So if a park is scheduled to open at 8 o'clock, arrive at the front gate by like 7.30, 7.45. Get in and go straight to what you want. You're going to have your shortest waits of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so just make that commitment first thing. Or in the case where these extra magic hours, I had heard from a couple people that week that when they were able to get in past midnight and then get in line, for flights of passage, they found that the lines were quite a bit less. I talked to somebody who was able to do it two or three times during that two-hour period. So, Those you extra know, magic hours are big. And they are really, big. I mean, again, I agree with you. I would not do it. It's too late. Just not worth it for me. But if you're there. Yeah. Uh, Craig, I know you've done this ride. You've enjoyed this ride several times. Um, what do you think about what would be an appropriate length of time to wait? Like if you got there and you saw the board said – X number of minutes, I would still ride it. Um, for me personally, I would probably, if I was coming with someone for the first time doing it out of town, doesn't get to go often, I would, I would still probably wait about that 75 to 90 minutes because there just is so much to go through and do. And that's for right now while it's still all fresh and new. In, in a year or two, it'll probably go down to like, if it's 45 minutes or more, no way. Um, unfortunately, though, for the Navi River journey, that's a different case. Yeah. That's that's a 20-minute or less for me. And, I mean, it's still pulling 
you know, 60 to two hour waits all the time. And it is just not, it's not worth it. Do, yeah. do a fast pass for that one. He didn't even do it. He said, yeah. he was like, I couldn't see any value in standing in line 90 he minutes. He actually said it sounded like it's a small world in Pandora. <laughs> really? It's, uh, well, it, it, it's beautiful. It's breathtaking in yeah. there. But we left it feeling like they forgot some of it. Like we expected that something was going to happen. Or? Yeah, the the first time I wrote it, I was very mesmerized with yeah, it. It's but beautiful. then the second time, it was like I, I hyped it up too much for other people, and it's like oh, three minutes and it's over. Yeah, and so and so it'll keep having wait times for a while as people yeah. experience it, but it's not going to have the same repeat that Flights of Passage did. When Flights of Passage was over, I was like, no, I don't want it to be over. I want to explore again. this a little bit. I want to see something else. I want to do this again. Like. I need to do this again. I need to experience it again. And the river journey is not going to be the same What's thing. What's the capacity of that ride of Flights of Passage? Do you think it's um, like Soren? It, no. no, it's it's definitely lower capacity than that. You I, basically come in a room and you're what, like 10 or 12 motorcycles it almost looks like. Yeah, there's, uh, is there 16? There might there's be. There's 16 in each one and then there's three levels and then I think they said there's like four theaters so, um, yeah. you know, and each cycle's about five minutes so it's actually very low capacity. Yeah. Was it frightening at all? No. I didn't think so. I There was no... Well, I kind of base things on you if you'll do it. Right. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't at all and I'm one too who... Um, I startle easy. Like, you know, you say boo to me at the wrong time, you can make me jump three feet. And I didn't find there was any of that either. Noted. <laughs> yeah. Good to know. Sarah, I already had that information. <laughs> so I, there was nothing. I don't think there was anything yeah. frightening in there at all. It was just, it was. I've had people ask you, me, is that, and I, I no. haven't done it. And I will say this it seems like the draw of Avatar and Pandora has taken people away from the rest of the park. Yes, that was the rest of the park was amazing. Like, Africa was deserted. <laughs> yep. So That's what he said. He goes, I walked all around, and it seemed like the rest of... Maybe it was a comparison, mm-hmm. but he said it felt like the rest of the park was empty, and he could get on other rides quickly. Yeah, he said he did the um, the safari. Mm-hmm. He said, I, I walked on the safari. He said, I've never been able to do that before. And this is, you know, this is the latest, the greatest, the newest, the wow thing. You know, last year it was a mine train. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be one of those rides that is always going to be busy initially. And then as yeah. people do it. And, and the gift shop it. had to wait. There was a line. We eventually, when we decided to wait in line, it was shorter. I think we waited about 20 minutes to get inside. And then once you were inside, you were waiting longer to get, what are they called? The banshees? Is that what yeah. they're called? They're going to your shoulder? They were selling these banshee things that everybody's going around the parks with. And I've heard they've since sold out. I don't know if they've replaced them yet. Yeah, they get them back in stock every yeah. now and then. So, But once you got in the line to get in the store, there was still a massive line to get these banshees that everybody was trying to buy. So, I mean, it was, it's just money Did you buy a banshee? I did not. I did not. (laughs) So we're saying park hopper. Yeah. We're saying two fast passes, one a day. See the park in the, see that part of the park in the morning and at night Mm -hmm. for sure. But don't miss your 60 day window for Pandora. If you can. Yeah. And use, um, use early magic hours, extra magic hours, either in the morning or at night if you can. I always personally find extra magic hours in the morning to be less busy than at night. I think people still struggle with getting out early as opposed to staying out late. So I always find them to be less crowded. So use those. And if it's raining, don't be scared. You're not going to melt. No. The other Keep thing, going. Um, it's a good thing. Keep checking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Nick wanted to eat at... Be our guest. Be our guest. 
and couldn't get mm-hmm. and couldn't get and couldn't get. And then one day they opened up yeah. and he got a lunch reservation. Yeah. Especially 24 hours before because most res- most reservations for dining, they have a 24-hour cancellation window. So if you don't cancel in 24 hours, you pay a penalty of $10 per person. Mm-hmm. So people will often keep multiple reservations. They shouldn't, but they do. And then cancel them last minute or as plants change. So I find now... I personally book very little in advance for myself. I find when I'm here, like yesterday on the plane, I booked my reservation for dinner last night, and I had a lot of choice about whether where I wanted to eat. So, um, just like I say, oh, one of the things that he really enjoyed was uh, the app, and not specifically the My Disney Experience part of it, the scheduling part of it. He enjoyed the fact that it showed. Uh, wait times for all the rides so that he can make those decisions last minute. Yeah. Now, we were going to buy Nick a pass, a seven-day pass, but he's coming back at the end of the year, so it made more sense to just get him an annual pass. And he thought he, thought he was the king of the world. <laughs> he found out that there were discounts involved, mm-hmm. and he had just free run of the parks. He thinks this is the best thing in the world. He also did something this time. We talked him into it is buying the express transportation, which is takes you... Between the theme parks. Between the theme parks, but you exit out of a theme park, and then you enter into a theme park from a Beck entrance. He loved the fact that he did not have to go through security each time, and it was $19 a day or $30 for the week. Was it that? Yeah. So he really, he found that this, for him personally, again, you know, a young gentleman traveling by himself, so all of this has to be taken into consideration, and allowed him to look at this app and say, look, I can go to the Magic Kingdom, and I can ride this. Let me get on this bus and go. Right. And he he loved it. And a couple of times that he did is he sort of played bus roulette. Mm -hmm. He walked out there. He said, what's the next bus coming? He got on that. He went to the park and had a great time. Yeah, we had heard that if it's inclement weather, the buses, this bus, this transportation doesn't work. And he finally asked why. And we have an explanation as to why. There is no infrastructure at these bus stops. There mm-hmm. are no bus shelters. There are, there's no, not really a lot of places to sit, a lot of places to get out of the rain. So there, once it starts having a, one of our Florida storms, they suspend this transportation. And what they do is if you're on the bus, they'll take you to the front of the park. So let's say it's an Epcot stop. So they'll take you to the front of the park where the other buses are stopping anyway. So you have to go through security again and go through all that again. Or you can ride the bus and wait until it stops and go to another another park. But so, again, taking advantage of these little things really helped him. So he maximized his time. I was in. I was amazed when he'd come back and I'd say, what did you do today? And he'd run down the list of all the things he did. But he did like something amazed. in Animal Kingdom and did something in Epcot and then went right. to the studio and then went to the Magic Kingdom. And we said, you did all of that? He said, this bus, this bus system cut down his transportation yes. time incredibly. So he was thrilled with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is something that you can add to the to your tickets when you're on site. Um, you can add guest services to your ticket. Or I believe you can still purchase it at the location where they're... So he did, yeah. Yeah, so where they're actually doing the transportation, I believe that you can purchase it right there from them as well. Um, And by the length of your stay. Yeah. I think they've come out with one for annual pass holders as well. $59 for actually the summer. The summer, is that what it is? Yep, $29 for seven day, consecutive seven days. He said it was awesome. Yeah, he loved it. If you're going to park up, he said it was the best thing he's ever seen. Yep. So Disney in general... 
you know, there are these sort of things we all know. We all know yeah. about fast pass and things like that. We then took him to Universal for a day, or we at least tried to get to Universal mm-hmm. for a day. Um, I was shocked at the number of people buying tickets. Yeah. The people in line to buy tickets, it looked like there were hundreds of them. And I didn't understand why people aren't buying their tickets in advance. Universal has this great will call system where there's kiosks. And you, if you buy your ticket in advance, you take your credit card over, you swipe your credit card, your ticket pops out. Those were empty. So my first advice is if you're going to Universal, buy your freaking ticket in advance. Yeah. And Don't if you're staying at one of the Disney resort, or, sorry, one of the Universal resorts, buy your ticket at your resort. Because they all have ticket desks, too. So have it before you get over. Because I couldn't believe how many people were getting off the resort transportation and then getting in line to buy their ticket. It was a sea of humanity. Yeah. It's like, what is... It just seems... Words not out the same way. And I think Universal gets a lot more um, international visitors, it seems. And so I don't know if it's just not being prepared. Um, I also think sometimes with international visitors, now this, we used to run into this years ago too when we were coming from Canada. We always kind of thought you got your U.S. cash and you came here and you spent your U.S. cash. Mm. Banking systems have kind of caught up for us. Um, But maybe in some other countries it's not as simple. So you think you're buying it from the website, you're paying in U.S. dollars. How do I? So I think people get into that, let's wait till we're here and we're going to pay cash just it's just not great for you to do that and if it's, you're standing in line and there's 40 people ahead of you buy it online and go to the kiosk and pick exactly it up. Yeah. do it on your phone yeah so let's say now i've already i've badgered you because you haven't bought your tickets in advance i don't know why you wouldn't do that of course the harry potter lands are still super super popular these are the draw there for sure for universal this is what's bringing all those people in Craig, tell us about what you can offer to people to, for advice for dealing with these giant crowds. Well, with the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, uh, we talk about it on the Universal show all the time. It, there really is no specific plan. I mean, if you're staying on site, which is what we obviously recommend, stay on site because you get that one hour early into the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Um, and that's going to be your best time to get in and start getting in line. And then uh, after that, once the park opens for good, you know, for the first hour of the day, just like Disney, you will, uh, you'll be able to definitely get in and get on stuff still pretty relatively quickly or wait till the very end of the night, the same way as Disney goes and you'll be able to get around there. But then throughout the day, it, it really is this, strange ebb and flow at universal i just when i worked there i would it uh it forbidden journey over in islands of adventure uh the the attraction inside uh hogwarts castle um it, it could be the middle of summer and we could have a 92 hour wait two and a half hour wait all the way down going into jurassic park and then it because it's posted so high then an hour later once that line really died down, even if we accurately posted, it could be down to like a, a 20 minute wait because it just everyone got in line, got through and then got off. It was just so bizarre. So and if you um, haven't gotten in line, you see that number and it scares you away. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I'm not getting waiting in 90 line. minutes for yeah. a ride. I'm going to go do other stuff. And um, and so the best the best way to be able to deal with that and watch it is Universal also has an official app and they update 
the times in it for every single attraction. Uh, it's very easy to use. Um, it just very, very convenient. So um, that is the uh, that's the the big thing to um, to definitely focus on. And Are the wait times accurate? Yes, they they were very relatively accurate because the the wait times are. The wait times that go into the app are updated by the people working at the venue, so they that know gets the transmitted most. Transmitted automatically yeah. to something else. Absolutely. So, definitely do that. So, um, and then I mentioned FastPass. Obviously, Universal has their form of cutting lines, uh, Express, and you get that for free if you're staying at one of the deluxe hotels or um, which is Portofino and Hard Rock, and you also get it if you're staying at um, uh, Royal Pacific. But then you can also purchase it. It does cost money, and on busier days, it's going to cost more. On slower days, it's not going to cost as much because it might not be as necessary. Um, and they even have a version that – but, yeah, Express, it's one use per ride that offers Express Pass. So um, still to this day, Forbidden Journey doesn't have an Express line. Uh, Gringotts in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter doesn't have an Express Pass. So don't buy it thinking that you're you're going to be able to use it for these attractions because you can't um that's there are some minor attractions that use it dragon challenge and flight of the hippogriff for harry potter they they both use it but but not the marquee attractions so um don't don't use that as your way to uh is, is your way to try to maximize your time. Definitely use it for all the other attractions around the park that utilize the best it. Bet but is staying at the resort and getting that extra time in the park. Exactly. Early yeah. morning. That's that is the best option too. And um, I know it wasn't on the initial list, but something we need to talk about. It's summertime. Volcano Bay just opened up. It has been hitting capacity every weekend. Wow. Very early um, before. I was just there the other day, and it already reached capacity at, like, uh, 1030 in the morning. And lines are absolutely huge. So if you're thinking about doing Volcano Bay, um, your upcoming Universal vacation, and it's going to fall over a weekend or any day of the week, get there as early as possible. Because once it's closed, people aren't leaving. So it's staying closed all day. We had heard about the new technology that they were implementing there. Yeah. just to try to was it a watch or something? It, yeah, it's a it's a, a wearable. Wearable, wearable the tapu tapu wearable and the whole idea was that you'd have virtual weights mm-hmm. where you go up to the attraction you want to do and it says like okay forty five minutes from now uh, that will alert you and it mm-hmm. vibrates and shows up on the screen like it's your time to ride so um, that that was the whole idea is that you could go and do other stuff while you were waiting for your attractions there unfortunately they don't have they they didn't have any attractions without that so there's basically nothing to do if you're just (laughs) if everyone's waiting um besides the lazy river and eating um we're gonna give everybody fast pass (laughs) exactly and it's not working out very well (laughs) so they don't have a, a the equivalent of a My Disney experience. You're not doing this 180 days advance, 60 days advance. This is when you get into the park, you physically go to a place, and you get your time on yep. your tapi-tapi. Yeah, no thing. no, no advanced planning. And, I mean, that's, that goes for basically all of Universal. You obviously want to craft a, a touring plan as best as possible, but um, with the use of Express or just going on your own, you really just have to watch the app, watch the wait times, 
hit the big things when you get in the park early and you're going to have a, a pretty solid plan. But let's talk about, I apologize. I know you're going to say something. Let's talk about weather. First and foremost, does Volcano Bay close during these bad storms? Yes, it's uh, standard theme park policies. Uh, once the lightning is so close to the area, they have to shut everything down. Wow. So Volcano Bay obviously is all water because it's a water park. So, yes, that gets shut down. Um, Universal as a whole, very, very different from Disney. Disney's so uh, based with uh, attractions inside and they're very heavily focused on inside attractions. Universal, it's about a 50-50 split between inside and outside attractions. Not Universal's queues are outside. Yeah, no, mm. they are too. So it's be be prepared. If a, if a storm comes in, which it does every almost every day in the summer, um, and sometimes for multiple hours, it, at Universal it gets very tight because when it rains, there's – you basically have only it goes from you know maybe twenty attractions at each park uh, down to about eight attractions at each park that you Universal can actually do. Also, doesn't have I don't know the best way to say it. A lot of places to get out of the rain. Like there's the big stores you can go into, and there might be a, a dining location in Islands of Adventure or so. But it seems like there's not a place where everybody can go and get out of those stores. There's no Hall of Presidents. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, no, they you can nap. No, there's there's definitely not as many uh, there, there's not universe of energies and right. hall of presidents. Do and people stuff. leave Universal? Is that a common thing that people go when it rains, like they do with Disney? Yeah, it's it's a toss up. So um, I, I have seen that a lot where people vacate when it's really bad weather, um, but a lot of times it is it is foreign guests who came a really long way to be here, yeah. and um, they're going to put up with anything that that is happening so um it, it just really depends on what the crowd is that day and how severe the weather actually is besides the big marquee attractions what else is something that's popular right now that people should know to get in line for early or um i would they uh the kong attraction skull island reign of kong that is still very popular um so if you're if you're going to if you're going to Islands of Adventure, um, it's you know that that line rivals even Forbidden Journeys. So. Is that an express pass? Yes, I believe they finally. I, I on I don't I don't ever really use Express, so I don't pay attention to that as much. I know I'm a terrible Universal expert for not <laughs> not yeah. doing that, but expert. <laughs> yeah. In air quotes for people who are listening. <laughs> yes, so, um, uh, yeah, they they I think they finally did install Express on it, and um, you know the the Incredible Hulk still extremely popular. Uh, Spider Man is still hugely popular. One of the things I liked about the Express Pass the one time I experienced it was it made for a more spontaneous visit to a theme park. It was like, oh look, this place oh, has sure. this has Express Pass, and it doesn't look that bad. Let me go and try it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the the one thing I would say with Express is because with the if you buy just the base one, it's one use at every attraction that has it. So don't waste it when the attraction is only twenty minutes. Okay. Um, don't. That's that's just bad planning. Wait until you see that line. Is it a you know forty five minute wait, an hour wait? And then utilize it. So I, all the time, I would see people at uh, attractions that I worked at that would use an express, and it's like, 
the line's only five minutes. Right. Why are you right. wasting exactly. this right now? But if you stay at one of the resorts, you have a different express pass. Your express pass at the resorts is unlimited. Yes. And so you're not bound by that one per attraction? Nope, nope. You're not so, bound by it at all. Yeah. So you can. So it's really, there are many advantages, I would say even more so than Disney almost, to stay at a universal resort. And so depending on the number of people in the family and what days they're traveling, I often recommend one of the deluxe resorts because yeah. it ends up being less expensive with getting the express pass option. Another thing I notice is during the week, Universal tends to be less busy than on weekends. Like we recently stayed there over a week yeah. and I noticed now I'm sure summer holidays, that's right. going to yeah. be a wash. Um, but you know, during off times, we found that the weekends got considerably busier than the weekdays. Yeah. Now no. I don't find that at Disney as much. But at Universal, I found that quite a bit. No, that's that is a good thing. If if you can only go during summer, you know that's or holidays, that's that's what you have to do. But Universal is like the old Disney that we still reminisce about. Of if you go during an off period on a weekday, you will have very small, uh, yeah. very small crowds and very low weights. Um, they they haven't been plagued yet with the problem that Disney has, where it just everything busy, always busy. feels busy. Um, you you can still find those nice nice pockets. So, I just want to jump in for a second and state the obvious. There's two things that if you're coming during the summer that you cannot forget. You cannot forget sunscreen. It is even cloudy days. You will get sunburned. And the most important thing I think we could tell anybody, and you will deal with crowds better if you stay hydrated. Um, we, I beat this into Nicholas, and one day he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, I got cranky in the afternoon. I wanted to come home. I wanted to get away from people. He said, and I remembered what you told me, and I had several cups of water, and I felt much better. You've got to stay hydrated. It's The whole southern part of the United States is having a heat wave. It's 100 degrees here, 95 to 100 degrees. So make sure you drink lots of water and sunscreen. And not to sound like Kathy Rowling, but got to be patient. You got to be able to deal with these crowds. I believe you know? the, the key term is to pack your patience. Right. I didn't want to go that far. That was I will. <laughs> I would also say in each park, have a plan for where you can go to cool down. It's a good idea. You know, so like if we're at the Magic Kingdom, chances are we're doing carousel progress in the middle of a very hot day. Right. Hall of Presidents, Universe of Energy. Exactly. So each park, I know when Ben was younger, we kind of had a plan in place where we would go, you know, what we would do in that point where, okay, we're overheating. Where can we go? And so keep in mind some attractions that you can do that, some inside you know, inside theater type stuff and seeing an inside theater show in the middle of the afternoon makes a lot more sense than booking it for first thing in the morning when it might be a little cooler outside. A boat ride through small world. Mm -hmm. Let's really quick talk a little bit about eating in the theme parks at crowded times. Now, obviously with Disney, you know, people have made their dining in advance, but let's say you have it. Mm -hmm. What would we suggest to people if you're in a theme park? Well, if you're doing quick service, um, some of the restaurants for a while were not allowing you to choose a seat until you had your food. So everybody was together, you got your food, and then you would get a seat. And it made a lot of sense because right. the I tables were always available. And I would hold the table. Right. So the last time we were there, minutes, we noticed we were at Pico's and they weren't doing that. So we walked around with our tray for like 20 minutes trying to find a table. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say your biggest eat-off times. I, like eat like we try to eat lunch by eleven thirty, 
And if we don't do it by 1130, we try to do it after 1, 130, more like 130. The secret used to be the upstairs at uh, Columbia Harbor House. Mm-hmm. That was it's always less so, crowded. Yeah, not so, so hidden, hidden anymore. anymore. Yeah. yeah, it's true. It's like it's it's challenging. And that I think my biggest tip is to do it off times if you can, if you find yourself in the middle. If they're not restricting you from saving tables, then send somebody to get a table because it's going to be, you know, there's nothing worse than walking around with your tray of food trying to find one. And you can take the moral high ground and say, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But but, when you notice everybody else is doing But when 95% of the other people are, you're not doing yourself any favors. That's one area where, you know, let your morality go. You also got to think, too, maybe you're traveling with kids or traveling with someone elderly. You want them to sit down and relax and cool off while one person goes and gets the food. There are restaurants in Epcot that are far less popular than the other. Get a a reservation at a restaurant, uh, the Chinese restaurant, Nine Dragons. I think that gets horrible reviews, and we've actually liked it. And there's quite a bit of seating there. Mm -hmm. It's a big space inside. So get inside, get out of the heat for a while, get out of a rainstorm. Craig, same question to you. Eating, universal, crowds, what's the suggestion did you get people? Uh, I mean, the the first base answer is the same as what Tracy said. Just choose those off times. Um, and then with that, like, don't be worried about, like, oh, if I eat too early, um, am I going to be hungry earlier? Well, it's going to help you then when you get to dinner and you're faced with the same dilemma. Eat an earlier dinner. You're at a theme park. Everyone snacks all day through theme parks, um, even if you bring your own from home or you buy you buy your favorite popcorn or candy or treats whatever everyone everyone snacks so you can maintain that balance um luckily with universal like at the two uh harry potter restaurants um they do the the style of once you order your food and um well it it, the one it's once you order your food and you get it then they let you go to a table and they assign your table Mm -hmm. for you um and that's at three broomsticks at um at um the other leaky one. cauldron sorry okay. <laughs> uh, it was it was right there it was there uh at the leaky cauldron they do the br guest style uh for lunch and they give you a candlestick after you order and then they assign your seating for you and then they bring uh they bring your your tray to you then so uh there's there's a lot more order you might have yes. to wait in a little bit more of a line to get into these restaurants but it's it's worth it because you know where you're going to sit and then um, the other thing I would say is Universal does have a lot of dining options. The good ones fill up fast, and the bad ones do not. So, um, if it's more important to <laughs> you're sitting and having a soda, pick and a bad a, location, yeah, <laughs> not well, like a burger. It, I, I agree. I'm just yeah. yeah, if if you really just care about having that cold space inside, maybe maybe sacrifice and realize you're probably going to have a gray What's hamburger. A bad one? What's a bad one you would tell people go? Is that Monster Cafe thing still open? Yeah, Monster Cafe. Oh. That's but there's a lot of seating in there, right. and it's dark, so you can't see what you're eating. So that's always <laughs> so a benefit. A must. Um, <laughs> I will say this: I think that Universal's done a much better job than Disney of building the bigger seating places yeah. for, for uh, food. Uh, Leaky Dragon Cauldron <laughs> is big. Three, it, three things. Even Rhino and I just <laughs> ate at Mel's, which uh, we we just ate at Mel's, and Mel's is just god awful food. Um, I don't know how they figure out a way to screw up hamburgers, chicken tenders, and chicken sandwiches, but they found a way to do it. But there's tons of inside seating. You you want to shoot yourself in there because it's blaring 
50s music and everyone's yelling over each other because it's already loud enough in there. But um, Universal's very good at creating a lot of seating. If you're at the Magic Kingdom, I would suggest getting on the monorail and going to one of the resorts and eating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even one of the resort food courts, even if you're not doing a sit-down meal, they are really up in their game. For sure. All right, so we hope we gave you guys some tips and some advice for dealing with crowds. Um, they are unavoidable. They are only going to get worse, for sure. I can guarantee you that. So uh, thank you guys for helping me out with that conversation. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation. <laughs>